Awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, you see that tree? Anyway. It's haunted. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this week, uh, not just Jersey uh, in everything. We're, we're focusing on one town in particular, at least what used to be a town. And that's where we get our namesake, Ong's Hat. Now, you're probably thinking Ong, but Ong was a common name back then, it turns out. I looked it up. Can't say that I've heard it elsewhere myself. Have you known any Ongs in your life? I've never met an Ong. I, <laughs> I wonder if this uh, comes from Revolutionary War times as well. If they were spies and people are like, what's your name? Uh, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy what? Ong. Ong. Oh, they're Jimmy like, Ong. okay, I know an Ong. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> he passes my smell test. Ong. <laughs> um, 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 well, we're getting off on the right foot here because right off the bat, we have conjecture. Because no one's really sure how the town of Ong's hat got its name. Now, some say a man named Jacob Ong threw his hat up in a tree, as you do. And then someone asks, hey, what are we going to, where are we going to build our town or whatever? And Jacob pointed to the tree where his hat was and said, There. Boom, you got Ong's hat. Nice. That's just. I think that's how every town should have gotten started. Just <laughs> somebody being mad and their actions caused the town well, to be named. Maybe, or maybe that story's BS because maybe the real truth is a story of how Jacob loved to wear an expensive silk hat and court the ladies, local Lothario, if you will. So. A man whore. A man whore, yes. That is that is correct. Okay. One night while well, said man whore was dancing with one lady, another lady took offense and got all, or I mean, maybe maybe she was offended. Maybe she got all sex crazed or some shit. I don't know. But either way, they say she yanked said silk accessory off of his dome, stomped that bitch in the ground. And Ooh. Jacob Ong was so pissed he threw a tantrum. And threw his hat into a tree. See, at the time, hats were called tantrums, so he was right in line with what he was doing. <laughs> that's right. Exactly true. Uh, that's why I keep you around. You know, it's the it's it's the facts. <laughs> in quotes. Historical fun facts. <laughs> that's where it stayed for years, as they say, because, you know, silk hats are prone to do well in the elements. Right. Um and boom, it became a marker of sorts for the town. And there you have it. They're like, what's this town's name? And they're like, Ong's where, Hat. Yeah, just look for Ong's Hat. That's where it is. That's where you'll, that's where your uh, journey right? ends. Or maybe I like the uh, I like the town named after the tantrum of uh, uh, broken knuckle or hole in the plaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that They just shortened it to Kyle recently. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> It could have been those. It could have been some other shit. Who's to say? Either way, there's a town named that. And in the 1800s, it was lively. They say it was known for alcohol. It was known for prize fighting. Sounds like the kind of town that I actually might kind of enjoy going to. I sold a ton of bot booze there in its heyday. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you did. No, you're not immortal. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway... Uh, that was like in the 1860s, kind of big. Um, it wasn't a town for that long. People moved on. This is like literally in the middle of the Pine Barrens. Yeah. So if you want to get there now, you got to like hike a very long time. And then by the late uh, 1900s, all that remained was a single shed in bad shape. As Man, sheds seem to be when they're a few hundred years. People knew how to build years. sheds back in the day, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> like that's all that's ever left of a place. Right. Shed. Like why didn't they just build sheds for their homes? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, just stack a bunch of sheds. And on make the plane out of the black box. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the the town's been around for a while. It appears on old maps going back to 1778, so it's been there for a long time. Uh, when the town officially disappeared, depends on who you ask, either 1936 when the last inhabitant died. Some say there were people still milling around until the 1970s. Doesn't matter much. It's a ghost town or whatever you call a shed if one shed, you town, there's one shed in. You know, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if that All counts. All the ghosts are crammed in that shit. <laughs> so it was inhabited by clowns, so they're used to it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, where's the... Uh... <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, That's inter- how they laughed in seventeen seventy. That was normal. That was high society. Um, now, that's a little bit of the backstory. Enter the weird. Well, stories started to spread about weird happenings, cold activities... And forbidden science taking place in the town. Um, movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> forbidden science. Story goes forbidden that in the science. 1970s and 80s, Princeton students, nay, scientists, did some experiments out there. Experiments involving occult and interdimensional travel. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science. Is that possible? It is not. No, and uh, <laughs> these scientists were successful. They were twins, a boy and a girl, oh, and ended no. up scooting on over into another dimension, one where humanity had never developed. And they only come back in their egg-shaped dimensional ripping machine for supplies like, wait for it, coffee. Same. <laughs> I would do the same. Now, I know what our listeners are screaming. How do we know that? <laughs> How do we know that, David? We know that through the miracle of a pamphlet. That is right. Ong's hat, gateway to the dimensions, literally was a pamphlet. They got circulated in the 80s and 90s, detailing the events, and then it spread, so to speak. It popped up on early uh, Bolton board sites, um, that kind of stuff, forums, all this stuff. People to this day still go to Ong's Hat to see the shed and try to find proof of dimensional travel or that there was a lab there or find the missing lab. They like to call them call themselves eggheads, you know, because of the egg, the egg-shaped craft. Uh, or I guess it wouldn't be a craft, but whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. There's a problem, though. What? Someone says they made the pamphlet and the entire thing up, and they have tons of documented truth. But true believers... What? True believers don't let a little thing like truth and evidence get in the way of a good story. Isn't that the you best? You mean disinformation? <laughs> you're a shill. You're a government shill, and I know it. And th- that is a quick and dirty overview of Ong's hat. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, we're going to break down the hoax and talk about who created this hoax, who says that they did all this, as well as how it caught Wait on a like minute. a Where did hoax come into to play? <laughs> <laughs> That's all coming up on Hysteria 5-1. How dare you drop a bomb like that just so nonchalantly. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some 
weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college, and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. All right, let's get to this pamphlet. David, if you will, tell us about Ong's hat, Gateway to the Dimensions. Detailing the Institute of Chaos Studies and the Moorish Science Ashram in Ong's hat, New Jersey. Now, I didn't want to... Uh, in the notes here, I didn't want to like copy the whole thing because it's pages and pages. It's a good pamphlet. But I did throw a, uh, a paragraph uh, that they have in there, if you will. Let us know what it said. You would not be reading this brochure if you had not already penetrated halfway to the ICS. You've been searching for us without knowing it, following oblique references in crudely Xerox marginal Samistat publications, <laughs> crackpot mystical pamphlets, mail-order courses in chaos magic with two Ks, where are they at? Where, where they appear in there? I'll let you decide. A paper but not trail. where you think. <laughs> and a coded series of rumors spread at street level through circles involved in the illicit distribution of certain controlled substances, the propagation of certain acts of insurrection against the planetary work machine and consensus reality, or <laughs> perhaps through various obscure mimeograph technical papers on the edges of chaos science. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a chaotician. Chaotician. <laughs> through pirate computer networks, yar, or even through pure synchronicity and the pursuit of dreams. In any mm. case, we know something about you, your interests, deeds, and desires, works, and days, what you're wearing, the type of lingerie you buy your wife, <laughs> how many cans of beer you've drunk today, and we know your address. Uh-oh. Otherwise... You'd not be reading this brochure. Enjoy. <laughs> it is such a Jesus weird. Christ. Yeah, like it's a weird. It's worded that way on purpose. And we'll find out, you know, it definitely was. But um, breaking it down a little bit more. Ong's wow. hat. Now, this is this is what is said. All right. 
Ung's hat was uh, home to those Princeton scientists we mentioned before, the Dobbs twins. They were forced to relocate to the Pine Barrens and build a secret lab because the research into chaos studies got their asses kicked out of school because reasons, right? There's no chaos at Princeton. No, now we meet. Until <laughs> until they play Harvard, am I right? Right, uh-oh, uh-oh. Wally Fard. Wally Fard <laughs> is one of the greatest names to ever grace this show. And it's Sorry, w- I Wally Farded. Uh-oh, W-A-L-I Fard. Now, wow. Wally was already out there. He's a mystical scholar and... Carpet salesman, as, as one is to be in, in those times. Would, would I mean, could you trust this guy if they weren't flying carpets, though? <laughs> no, it, that's not. They align your chakras. That's what it is. You know, mystical. I don't believe any mystical. of that hoo-ha, Brent. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> flying carpets, though. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, point A to B, you know. He had established the Moorish Science Ashram nearby. So, of course, these chaos peeps and these mystic peeps, they're down to get dirty together. They're, they want to party, right? They're they are out in the middle of the Pine Barrens. And guess what? They decided to go all in together, blending science with meditation and, of fucking course, alchemy, as we learned in uh, said uh, pamphlet. Where did that come from? <laughs> now, if you're hankering to know all the science, quote unquote, behind this, as well as day-to-day activities of the ashram, well, no need to fear. You can go online and read copies of the pamphlet. I've got links in the show notes. Um, you can learn until your heart's content or your eyes cross permanently, whichever you prefer, because it's going to happen. But we're not going to go my eyes <laughs> that far and bore you with it here. We need to get to the woo-woo. Tell us about the woo-woo. Oh, wait, what was going need on? To get there? Okay. Oh, yeah, right? We haven't got there yet. Well, as they as they progressed, and what I can only imagine was a patchouli and coffee fueled uh, <laughs> house of bo and body hair, they started to have success manipulating reality. <laughs> well, that'll now, come when you're you know at an ashram taking uh well I don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> taking whatever they take yeah. Uh, yeah, you you have to wonder whose reality they were manipulating, right, yeah. their own or actual. Mm-hmm. Um, after years of tedious toiling and chanting and smoking and <laughs> sex and stretching, <laughs> they came up with the egg. The egg. And it's called this because of its shape. But what it really was was a machine to explore the cognitive chaos i love when we have these stories and they throw in stuff like that cognitive chaos and you go okay that makes sense right because you don't know what that means you know what i mean but yes. people read yeah. that and they go of course that's that's immediately where i went it's a yeah no that's a that's a delicious uh, pairing of words what was the um, egg what was this thing it was a well think of a sensory deprivation chamber um yeah you know could be sort of egg-like they are kind of like egg you know they got like i don't know if you've ever seen one but yeah it's like a big white opens up and you go inside you know (laughs) did you say it's a big white it's a big white (laughs) it's a big white (laughs) 
just one one standard white. That was my, uh, <laughs> you know, us Americans, we won't use the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing had a lot more bells and whistles yeah. than one of those. And we're talking like Stranger Things type stuff if, you know, if you've watched the show. Yeah, or like, if you've watched any of the documentaries on how they made the music for it. Right. <laughs> they like Literally, that. if you have seen Stranger Things, think of like the weird deprivation chamber stuff that they put her in with the television screens and things like that. But... It was shaped like an egg. Yeah, I if if you're fans of Fringe, I think they did this too, and mm. that might be a even more uh, apt in the sense that um, they traveled to another dimension as well, but it wasn't as well. Guess where these shows got the upside down? That these yeah. shows took some of these things from this story, which also took That's great from other stories. What were they trying to do? What was the point of this? Well, they were trying to pinpoint the moment when a wave becomes a particle. Um, <laughs> A, a light photons mm-hmm. have characteristics of both wave and particle, meaning yeah, they don't have mass. They they appear on the sp- like it's photons are wild. Yeah, and, and depending on if you're looking or not looking, are things that they they behave in different ways. So they were looking for the exact moment when it changes. Yeah, and Curry they off. fired. Uh, Mm-hmm. They they fired the old girl up to try her out, and lo and behold, something else happened. Ooh. The egg and the dude inside of it disappeared mm-hmm. for seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it came back, he was still making out with the girl that he found. Oh uh, no! Oh, he was he was still alive, mm-hmm. and he had a story to tell. And yeah. his watch was one minute. Behind Jock Einstein, you're back, boy. Oh. So you by see, my calculations, when this egg gets up to 88 miles an hour, we're going to see some serious shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get scrambling. So, I, I guess he had some active. I guess he had activated some pin particles or, or something like that because it, it seems he shit, right? he dived down to the quantum level. Like some sort of chaos fueled, uh, my uh, uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, <laughs> I just watched that this weekend. Oh, did you? Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it's a Marvel movie. It's fine. It's right. not nearly as bad as everybody's. Doesn't this feel TV, like but... that though? Like it's so interesting. Like, no, it it complete. I mean, they say in it, it he they they shrunk down to the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, this dude fought Kang for a little bit, and then yeah. um. Came back up with Modoc. I don't know. Like, <laughs> anyway, befriended some Targrades or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> <laughs> he was riding around on Targrades. <laughs> uh, what he did was apparently he followed a wave while he was there, and he found himself in an alternate dimension, another Earth. It's yeah. it's it's Earth. It's just like Earth without people. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like so they, heaven. Th- it had never, it had never. Uh, it was just like us, land wise and everything. But people, people never progressed, or or the monkeys, or evolution yeah. never got us there. That sounds like heaven to me. Of course it does. That's, see, that's what I said. Yeah, like it's. I you you laughed when I said he came back from seven minutes in heaven, but <laughs> man, that sounds like it. Uh, whatever, you know, with no dumbass robots to keep them busy putting out figurative and literal fires on the daily, yeah. they made progress. See how, if we didn't have to deal with, anyway, anyway. Yeah, well, 
for the next several years, they explored this new earth doing research in, you know, whatever the hell people from an ashram do. <laughs> Another, they they had sex and smoked in right. another dimension. I never thought this was really going to happen. I have no idea what to do next. <laughs> but uh oh, a wrench is mm, thrown into the works here. No one wants a wrench in their egg, but here we go. Enter Uncle Sam, mm. aka the U.S. government, and Ooh. a nuclear accident. Oh man. Uh, so a nearby accident calls the powers that be to come into the area and decide to snoop around, see, you know, um, what the hippie carpet salesman and the scientists were all chummy about. <laughs> That's, um, that is not bueno. So they decided to say <laughs> bye-bye and move their research slash spiritual facility over to the alternate earth piece by piece. Wow. That is a, uh, it's like when they bring a. They bring a castle over here, brick by brick. <laughs> they they loaded up this egg with a box full of like a toaster, a a pitcher that wouldn't fit with the it's other Pam's box desk miscellaneous. <laughs> that yeah, they, there was like uh, post it notes and and paper clips in this one, and, and coffee one lamp and coffee and coffee. Yeah, each one had coffee. But anyways, piece by piece, they transported over to alternate Earth, and uh, all they left behind was, you know, a secret hidden lab so that they could come back here um, from time to time for supplies, like mm-hmm. uh, well, fresh fresh coffee, fresh nudie bags, yeah. and, you know, a, a, that, that bathroom that they all like to go into. Yeah, was- well, it's nice, and, you know, it's private. There's no one around. It's got a powerful fan, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> so there was an invitation in this pamphlet we've been talking about to travel to Ong's Hat and locate the community of dimension-hopping scientist hippies. But it assured readers that finding it is not so simple. Yeah, now that the facility's gone, but there was going to be a shed or whatever, uh, a lab. It was going to lead to the lab, which was hidden, that they come back to from time to time in an underground tunnel. Now... Why do we know all this, and why are you giving us all that? We already told you there's a pamphlet, but let's let's hold up. I, not to ever disparage a pamphlet, but the best Wordle pamphlet in the world doesn't have access and spread like this one did. Uh, that is because references, clues, and such have been popping up or, or were popping up on online sites since the internet was nothing more than BBS sites. Yeah. Then... This guy calls in to Coast, Coast AM to say he grew up there. This dude, he's Joseph Matheny. He says his name is. Maps would show up, like, telling people how to get there. People looked and learned, uh, 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 trying to see if this could be true or anything. A weapons-grade plutonium spill did happen, good old Jersey, and was covered up for a long time by the U.S. government. So immediately the conspiracy types are like, hmm. That's tasty. Like there's, there's got to be truth to this. Yeah. And then there is this thing called the Incuna. Bu- <laughs> I never know how to say Matata. this. Matata. <laughs> Incuna Bula. In, 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 Incuna Bula Press. Uh, <laughs> in, 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 Incuna. I N C U N A B U L A. I would like you to keep trying for the next ten minutes. Please. Here we go. How would you say Incuna Bula? That, that sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from 1990, it said the Incunabula Press, 1990-1991, this book comes out, and there's tons of all the known Ong's Hat lore all in one place. 
And not only that, it talked about lots of secret parallel universes, explorers that had done stuff and whatnot. And it was like somehow had inside information and people uh, got hooked on the notion that this was real. The government ruined it and there's a hidden tunnel and maybe even an egg waiting to be discovered out there in the Jersey Pine Barrens. And then and, uh, they they just have it there for the first person who come. It's like in uh, it's like a prize, right? It's uh, yeah, like well, or maybe yeah. You. I don't know. <laughs> well, weirder shit started to to trickle around though. People said that just reading about Ong's hat in the uh, in Kudabula, <laughs> uh and all the and studying chaos science affected their life. So they had visions, strange dreams, hallucinations, you name it. Maybe that's true because maybe you're spending so much time on something that it's affecting your reality. Um, <laughs> how awesome that is, though, if it's true affecting people and there's something out there waiting to be found to prove it all in the form of a hidden lab. You know, how often do you get that kind of action in your life? Not that very often. Well, maybe you guys don't. I do, but we all know that. There's a there's another wrench. There's another problem, Mr. <laughs> Flora. A- there's a shed with a hidden lab for everyone. If you know where to find it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sheds with hidden. I mean, we got a shed. We got a nuclear spill. I feel like we're talking about the radioactive Boy Scout again or something like that. <laughs> Mom, she sheds glowing. Uh, only problem that I was getting at is it's all BS. Not what? that not that people went looking or that called into Coast to Coast or said they were being affected by research. The BS is that this whole thing was a giant hoax put on by one man. Or government shill, <laughs> depending on the uh, foil hat wearer who's telling you at the time. And it is that guy who was calling in and saying that he had been there, one Mr. Joseph Matheny. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. So we're going to go to break. And when we talk, come back. When we talk, come back. When we do come back. And we're going to talk all about JoJo. That's after this break on Hysteria 51. All right, so enter Mr. Joseph Matheny and not the cannibalistic serial killer. That sucks. Yeah, sorry to disappoint so many people. Not that guy. Uh, (laughs) Joseph is an amazing guy with a hell of a resume in real life, Um, and it's really cool. He set out to make a hoax, which ended up being one of, if not the Internet's first major hoax. It is referred to as the Internet's first hoax. Uh, because it's the first thing that caught on when the internet was just starting out and going public. And the problem was it possibly went a bit too far. Let's uh, break it down some. Tell us about him a little bit. Sure thing. Uh, Chicago native, Joseph Matheny. So, you know, points there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's a writer and transmedia artist who has created works using alternate reality gaming, ARGs, and transmedia storytelling methods. Yeah. Like what? Like pamphlets. Like what, <laughs> hey. hey oh. Bolton ah, board, a BBS word. site, and a pamphlet. Yeah, where's the ah button? <laughs> Plus, uh, the guy holds patents for prediction, recommendation, and behavioral analysis algorithms and software design. That's impressive. So, he, yeah, I mean, this is straddling a lot of disciplines. Yeah. He knows how people think and how to read and manipulate them. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and that was when the internet was uh, infantile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yikes. Uh, he's a published author of screenplays, white papers, technology, sci-fi, marketing, and gaming books. Uh, Brent, what's a white paper? I don't know. What is a white paper? Time to use the old. You, you pulling it up to let me know. Uh, a white paper is an in-depth report or guide about a specific topic and the problems that surround it. No, oh, so it's like educates people on a certain thing. It's like I a Wikipedia so, yeah. page. <laughs> Where there was Wikipedia Hilarious. pages, I guess. Um, and well, so he's also the author of um, a book on Ong's Hat yeah. and how it all came to be, the hoax that it was. Yeah, now the book was more like keeping it real, but that's how it, it tells the whole story and you can see how it became a thing. Yeah. Or truth by some who say he is said government shill paid to hide what really happened. Uh-oh. Yeah, because everything needs a fucking conspiracy theory for some reason. That's the world we're living in. They shoot down a balloon. No! It's the only time in my life when everyone, the regular people, like, there's UFOs and the conspiracy people are like, nope, there sure aren't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's weird. Well, I mean, what good would human bullets and missiles do against interstellar objects. But <laughs> Bullets, our only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, uh, um, re- remember that uh, the, this pamphlet, the Incunabula Press, uh, all of it was done by this one man, Joseph Mathieu. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some help. He had some friends who, who helped along the way. Yeah. But, um this was uh, this was all the um, brainchild of this guy's brain. It's like a grassroots hoax that took off kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so he was passing at these pamphlets. Um, I, I heard, or uh, I think they said that he he went around to um, magazine racks and in, in stores and mm-hmm. in bookshops and and um, uh, uh, gas stations and would put this on. You know, with the the magazines for yeah. people to just pass by, see it, pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, went on multiple. He 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 went on as multiple people, like mm-hmm. not him his own uh, name on these BBS sites. He called into radio shows, whatever. You know, all this. It was like this huge marketing thing that he did himself mm-hmm. in that area, uh, and it was an attempt to see how far a hoax could go. Yeah, and the answer. What was the answer there, Brent? Pretty damn far. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Not only did people believe it, they said he was uh, a plan by the powers that be to cover up that reality, that the Institute, the twins, all the rest of it was truth. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that they were going to, you know, Joseph's amazing Technicolor Other Earth. <laughs> so page after page on web boards and forums were devoted um by by and with people doing sleuthing, uh, trying to find out who these scientists were, who Wally Fard was, etc. You know, it's interesting to me. I looked this up, and some of them are still around. There's links you can find; they're dead, but you can go to the the archive, which is the Internet Archive is amazing. I love that. Uh-huh. And pull these things up, and it's almost sad because these people were locked in, hook, line, and sinker, doing real research into these things. There was a spill. There's, there are these things. There really was this town. What's out there. What, the, tracing these things 
And other people are like, you know, this is a joke, right? And it was a weird time. Well, I guess it's a weird time still, but just a weird thing to see. Why do you think, David, why do stories like this take hold? Or why do people want to believe it is truth? Oh, it's it's different for each and every person. So this is this is a gray thing. It's not black and white. Um, different people want to believe different things for different reasons. Like insecurity is a big one, I think, um, because they are uh, – there's something lacking in their, their lives. <laughs> I'm not trying to be uh, a dick about it. Or no, anything. no, I don't like, think so. I don't, I don't take it that way at all. Honestly, they, there's, there's something lacking that, uh, they need to feel important. You know, some people could do this and be like, I'm going to crack this case because I need to feel important. Like I'm doing something that's worthwhile and that fulfills, you know, what I, what is missing in my life. Um, and there's some people that, um, are just straight up convinced that everybody is lying and they're, they're going to be in on the truth and they're actually more intelligent than other people. Again, though, that goes back to there's something missing that they need to fulfill. There's right. Brent, there's, we, we could do a whole episode on why do people believe this stuff? Read the, um, read the Michael Shermer book. Uh, why do people believe, um, weird things, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I, that's not the exact title, but there's a Michael Shermer book that I've read that it was talks about people who, um, don't believe in the Holocaust, you know, they mm-hmm. don't believe the Holocaust happened, uh, and, and why, and, you know, several different things like that, but why do truth they be damned? Yeah. Like why? But, yeah. This? Yeah. But they do. So yeah, there's a lot of answers to that, to that question. I think that's the truth. There's a lot of answers to, you know, they all get to the same place, but uh, you can take a lot of routes. Um, Oh yeah. And the the next question is, well, why would he do this? And people have asked and he's, he doesn't do a ton of interviews anymore, but he's done a lot and he's still in the press. And uh, Joseph said he started out as a form of multimedia storytelling uh, or a way to tell the story. He went to college. He got this degree. He had this background in this. He wanted to get into like the internet and gaming and stuff. And this was kind of like a proof of concept and see if a story could go through multiple channels and come out whole and people enjoy it. Almost like a game. Like, you know, you, you mentioned that before, like an augmented reality game. Um, it really did because he he went at it with all these different types of of multimedia, these pamphlets and online and radio, and it really caught on. And I think a lot of it had to do with the time in America. Also, yeah, was yeah. Um, it was it was uh, people were primed for that. Um, the problem also, was it, was that also I point out the the internet wasn't exactly the place now where people are, are cautious and well, right. People they, didn't know, know to be cautious maybe believe. because it was yeah. like, you know, if, if it's out there, like people are still, I think trust trusting that, uh, the information that's posted in one of these things, you know, is, is more believable than not. I believe so, in you. I don't know why, you, but I do. <laughs> can I ask you one thing? Um, did you see in the research whether or not, he did this for, uh, so so he wanted to see 
how far it could go, do a proof of concept and stuff. Was this for him personally or a business decision or a personally? Thing? It was personal, but he was doing it so that he would eventually be able to possibly like make money off this or do games okay. or, you know, be able Just to, curious. you know, if this works, then how can I turn this into something where I can make money? Capitalism. Yeah, there you go. Um, the problem was as it grew, many people sought for what it was as a hoax or a game or funny and others took it way too far and way too serious. The reason he came clean is because he was actually getting harassed and threatened by people about his involvement. Um, and that's when these followers of this stuff didn't believe it was a hoax because they'd invested so much time or money or effort or just, you know, bandwidth or just needed to feel like maybe there was an escape. There's another dimension out there and I'm going to be able to go. Um, you know, they couldn't believe that they put so much of their life into a lie, you know, or a proof of concept, if you will. Like you said, they started camping out of his lawn, following him. One guy even broke into his house and he had to like hold him at gunpoint for the cops and yeah. on and on. They were calling his employer and saying he was dangerous. They were following him, you know, when he was driving and, and his friends. Scary shit. Yeah. Because these these people that are loners <laughs> were banding together. Um, his error was in trying to get it to spread. He, he tied it into other conspiracies to, conspiracies to make it seem real. Stuff like Montauk. That's where we talk about the Stranger Things, um, which we, we've mentioned on here before. We've talked about, we've done episodes in that. Um, but like this proto-Stranger Things, they... He borrowed from it, and then so did Stranger Things, and I think borrowed from the Ong's head as well. Mm -hmm. Or events like the Philadelphia Experiment, where things and people disappear, and you're going to maybe another dimension, or traveling, or, or, or things like that, which we've we've done an episode on that here as well. Um, in locking in these connections to these other people and these conspiracy theorists who at the time where it wasn't as readily available, these people that were researching this were really putting in a lot of their life. Um, he was dealing with some people who were a bit out there and um, not above making threats to protect what they believed to be true facts and evidence be damned. And that's when you get into some scary shit. Uh, and he dangled breadcrumbs to people doing research to move the narrative forward until he didn't have control of it anymore. And that's when he tried to stop, and they weren't having it in 99. He, uh, he published Ong's hat at the beginning, detailing all of the stuff he'd released about it. And he, he said in multiple interviews since then that he, the, the problem was by then it, over half the people posting on it were in on that and didn't know it wasn't real. You know, creepy pasta almost can get your ass in trouble if it's good enough, I guess. And this was good. And it was yeah. all over the place. And at this time, or it was about then when he, the internet was still new and people were looking for an escape. This was a chance at one. He finally wrote in a 2001 uh, piece, an open letter to the conspiracy community. What did he say? He said, Nick and I decided today to publicly announce in the near future that the Ong's Het project has now concluded. We will be contacting Peter L. Wilson as well and see if he'd like to make a statement. I think it would still make a good book from a cultural anthropology perspective. Your call. My program has finished running and I'm being recalled from duty. I think we were successful in laying the groundwork for the coming change. The gateways are now open. Or the gateways are open now. Yeah. I, I am glad to finally be myself again. 7.37 p.m. PST. P.S. 
This is not a joke. The real Joseph Matheny. Well, that's as clear as fucking mud. <laughs> you know, Jeez. Uh, but is his way of saying it was a joke? Uh, you know, unless I mean, David, you, you don't, you don't, you don't reference stuff in there that sounds like, oh, it was all real until I said it was a joke. Right. I like, didn't like you, that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't say that uh, my program has finished. I'm being recalled from duty. Come on. Well, that's man. why so many people said the that he was paid to say now- it. They use a government shill. Uh, This is literally what people say to this day. They swear it was real. And he is, he, they got to him. Um, like if you're going to take the mask off, take it off. Don't, don't just put it over your forehead so that your eyes and mouth are unobscured. And you're like, right. Hey, by the way, I'm not, uh, Michael Myers. And then you put the mask back on. Now, since then, he's come out and said it was, he's detailed how he did it. It was a huge joke. He's talked about it. He has his own website. You can go there. There'll be links to it in the show notes. Um, he called it a living book experiment, uh, one written through multiple forms of media as an exercise for himself to learn okay. how to do like an augmented reality game. Uh, AGRs was something that was coming about, and he's kind of like the father of it, uh, so to speak. ARG. Um, yeah. Uh, hate, no AGR. I like, you know, I like just yeah, augmented game reality. reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, he hasn't done a ton of interviews, uh, in a while, but, uh, there's a new podcast, Ong's hat podcast. BBC is doing it. It's starting literally now. The first episode came out like a week ago and it's only going to oh. be like five, like one a week for like five episodes or something like that. And it's a, um, I believe, it is a uh, like a radio drama, um, you know, where they're doing it, and he is involved, giving them information, stuff like that. And there you have it. It's all the fake. Incident at Ong's Hat. The incident at Ong's Hat podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's through BBC Four or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. I there should be shown. I'll put a link in the show notes. But there you have it. It's all fake, huh. unless it isn't. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, man? Where, where's your yeah, head? Yeah, it's, it's, it, the tying into other conspiracies and stuff that, um, that was a, a big no, no, um, at the time you can do that now, I bet. Yeah. Well, I, um, right. in the sense that the people that really believe this and, and refused to not believe it, uh, were the people who would find books on these subjects, when there was only one or two books written about them, they said the same thing, and mm-hmm. it was way wackadoo out of out of this world. And I, I think um, this uh, this reminds me of the guys with uh, Hellier, and how you know they've put together this kind of um, augmented reality uh, documentary, mm-hmm. and it's. I hope he got the answers he was looking for <laughs> with this. I mean, he's and, worked on know, a lot of things, so I it's it's not right to harass a person, obviously. Um I'm just wondering like did he get what he wanted? Oh, he got what he wanted and he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um It's wild. I bet you if you had it to ask, I bet he'd say it wasn't worth it in the long run. Or maybe I don't know. You know, I don't want to put I don't want to put words in his mouth. I like. Do you? Would you, Brent? If you tried to make a hoax and see how much life 
it took on and how far it went. Do you think you could be able to do it? No, no, not at all. I mean, this was, he put a lot of time, effort, money into this. Um, I don't think that I have the patience or the know-how or the willingness to do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just, uh, the, the question's more about, you know, do you think this was a, um, a one-off thing? Do you think this, this could have been, um, something that if someone tried to do it, it never would have happened, but because they weren't trying to make it be this big, it happened. Right. I, I think that he allowed it to grow and they got out of hand, you know, it got bigger than what he wasn't trying to get this kind of, you know, you know, he, yeah. I don't think he was like, I hope people are at my house and breaking in and shit like that, you know, and not taking his word for it. And I think he thought a lot of people would take it tongue in cheek. Uh, and uh, I wonder what the tipping point was. You know? like, yeah, I don't know if it was when was people moment? started showing up or, you know, I, I know he said that when he would post and people like, you know, it was like so many of the people that were saying, the, uh, well, so he was saying that he grew up in the ashram and he was a child there and they were talking on like coast to coast and they're like, was it, was it off? Was a big thing. Well, that was big and that was all there yeah. was. And they're like, was it off limits? She was like, I wouldn't say off limits. They didn't shoo us away, but. They let us be around and, and then he goes, and then other people that had nothing to do with it were calling in and saying it. And he goes, I don't know if they were doing it just to be grifters or doing it to be a hoax, you know, to get in on it. But, uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, people do that. Uh, of course they do. Yeah. It's messed up. But you know, when he was on coast to coast, he also was not Joseph Matheny. He was playing a character, right? Right. But he used his name. He used Joseph Matheny. So oh, I, he I didn't really he separate. No, so he he didn't really separate. It now he might have done other people too, but he used his okay. name and didn't really uh, put up a wall between the two. So you know, yeah, it's, that probably it's wild. was part and of the you problem. You know what? I I heard that he had very slight ties, and I don't know if this is. Uh, I I don't I didn't get the sense that he was directly involved, but maybe it was uh, an an inspiration. Ong's hat was an inspiration for. John Titor. So he was absolutely involved in John Titor, they said. Uh, and the gentleman who put who came up with John Titor, I can't think of his name, but I believe he he was involved in that as well. I saw that in Florida a couple lawyer of lawyer or whatever he was. I didn't I didn't read that. I saw it in a couple of like um of the interviews and things. Yeah, um, yeah. What did do you remember how he was involved? I think he helped uh, put the flesh out the story is the way I took it. So, and he also was involved, I would assume because he had all these Tito had all those pamphlets and, 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 um, <laughs> pamphlets and, uh, you know, schematics and things. And I bet he was involved in that. Um, but I didn't go down that part because I was already in the weeds <laughs> with this huge of a story, which right. we're just scratching the surface on with a lot of the information. So, What's we, funny about this story is that it is very self-contained and it's a a to b to c um but there's so many just kind of intriguing little details to mm -hmm. to magnify that it it becomes it balloons very quickly. Yep. And there you have it. You're right. And so. then you know your balloon gets too big, they got to shoot it down. Right. And then three <laughs> others pop up yeah. and yeah. Anyways, and they tell two friends and they, tell two, and they friends. tell two friends. So yeah, let us know. Have you guys heard of this? I'm, you know, it's, it's one that's a lot of people have asked for through the years and just finally got around to it. It was kind of a hard, and Dave and I were talking about this before the show. 
it was hard to do the outline because there's so much that I kept getting in the weeds of like, I could have done just talking about the Dobbs twins or mm. the things that happened at the ashram or the, you know, the his stories of how they, they grew up there and stuff. And I wanted to like give you a more overview. It was hard to put together for me for some reason. Yeah. It was a hard one. So yeah. hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know uh, if uh, you think he is a government shill and we're dum-dums for not believing. And you can do that by... Well, there's a few different ways. Tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's a regular page. Or just Google on Facebook Hysteria Nation uh, or search on there. I guess you don't need to Google, but that's our Facebook discussion page. Also, Patreon. You can find extra episodes up all nights, Mandalor Hysterias, uh, Cafeteria 51s, all sorts of stuff on there. Voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773 669 7277, or you can find all of this and leave a voicemail through our website, hysteria51.com. While you're sending things weird at hysteria51.com, uh, send us an email with your weird stories. We'll do those for our blurry hysterias. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a loved one, tell a flora, tell an ong if you know one, <laughs> and let us know. <laughs> you got anything going on, sir? I am almost, I'm about three quarters through the script for uh, the next part of The Devil. I'm three quarters of the way with done with The Devil. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it just up to here. Yeah. Not quite up to here, but up to here. Not so much here, uh, here, but right here. So yeah, blurryphotos.org, uh, blurry photos on podcast. Blurryphotos.edu. So yeah, um, there's that. <laughs> that's what it's turning into. I uh, yeah I'm I'm gonna be releasing the second part of the history of the devil uh, by the end of the month by the end of February is my goal um, so yeah very cool very cool to that awesome I'm look forward to it too uh, let us know your thoughts like I said with that said I've been Brent I've been David he's been conspiracy bot stay woke meet sex it was terrible it was just terrible I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.